Hello and welcome, welcome to, to The, the Smut, Smut Show, Show, a weekly podcast from your new internet book besties. We discuss all things spicy books and mix in a little bit of motherhood, life, self-care, and everything in between. So sit back, grab a beverage, and let's chat. Hello and welcome to The Smut Show. I'm Rachel. And I'm Neely, and happy 2024. Uh, we're not recording this in 2024, but it's the first episode of the year, and we are here with the one, the only, Tara DeWitt. Tara is an author, wife, and mama, and she felt like she devoured every rom-com available in 2020. I mean, same. Andrew and I went into Bravo. Uh, <laughs> she indulged herself in writing bits and pieces of her own. Eventually, those ramblings from the notes app turned into her debut novel. Tara loves stories centered around perfectly imperfect characters, especially those with just enough trauma to keep them funny without ever being forcefully cavalier. She believes laughter is an essential part of romance, friendship, parenting, and life. Tara, welcome to the Smut Show. And, and guys, Tara is our people. Tara is our people. <laughs> is our people. Like, she is our people. We are all big fans Thank of you. Botox, and we are all traumatized <laughs> by Fort Logo. <laughs> Yeah, we've it. Yeah, when we're all, and that's all the three. conversation we've had before we got on. And the we're done. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and we're done. Perfect. We uh, recorded. We didn't record the podcast, but we had a podcast episode prior to. Yes, we recording. did. Yeah, we did. It was great. What is? I'm like looking in this mirror, and I'm like, what is happening to my hair? Anyway, um, Tara, we're so happy you're here. And so okay, before before we got, I got to tell, so I just I kind of told Tara that I was going to tell the story, but I have to tell this story before we go into our one in five star moments. So uh, like months ago, I reached out to Tara and was like, hey, I'd love to have you on the podcast. Big, huge fan, huge fan. Love to have you on. And she was like, yeah, I, I'm going to come on. We scheduled a time. Then it was, it was going to be so great. Then like a couple of weeks ago. Tara slides into my DMs and she's like, hey, I just want to let you know that if you ever want to have me on the podcast, I would love to come on the podcast and like talk about, you know, like your book, my books and whatever. And I was like, Tara, you're, you're already coming on the podcast. Oh my God. Okay. I can't believe you didn't tell me about that. I can't believe I didn't either. I just died laughing so hard. I, it was, I really like had to talk myself off the ledge. I was like, I should hit unsend on all of these because I caught myself <laughs> after that. After I sent that message, and I was like, it's Jesus not as Christ, bad Tara. though. Like, it's I'm like not, I'm terrible at the calendar stuff, especially I'm like short term organized. I can I know mm. what's happening next week, but yeah, ask me about the week after. I don't I don't remember, and so yeah. I completely spaced. Um, and especially in my defense. My defense. I've been, <laughs> I've been working on like three projects right now, so I am especially brain dead. Um, but I really love that. I listen. I forget what I listened to one of the episodes. And I was like, oh, they're fun. I wanna, I wanna do that. And, <laughs> I, and I was like, I forgot that I. Okay, so well, we're glad that whether you uh, remembered you were coming on or not, we're glad that you eventually made we're it. Glad you're it's also here. been like. Yeah, it's been like crazy scheduling. We are now in the week between Christmas and New Year's recording this. And it's just like, I don't know about you guys, but I've literally been doing nothing. 
So this is part of my five star, I, so I'll get to it. But I love this week. It's like my favorite oh, week you? of the year. Oh, but I'm going to tell you why in a minute. It's just no man's land. It can feel like such a long week and such a short week at the same time. Like it's Thursday, I isn't it? I laid yeah. down yesterday more than, I, more than I stood up, like for the whole day. But that's <laughs> the down point. So relatable. Stood up. <laughs> I wish that that was dramatic even a little bit. It's not. And I'm doing that. I've been, I've been doing this thing. This is such nonsense information. Anyway, I, um, uh, well, my husband and I went for like a date night the other day. We randomly had, didn't have kids. And so we went out to dinner and stuff. And I, I think I overindulged. Um, and so I was kind of, I laid down and I was like, Oh, I don't feel so good. I might need to be <laughs> near. And I didn't think anything of it. It just all caught up for me as it yeah. does when you're 30. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I decided, oh, well, my youngest isn't here. I'm going to lay in Avon's bed because of the close proximity to the toilet in case I'm going to be sick. <laughs> and so I, I randomly slept in my, kid, my, my kid's bed. And then last night, my oldest was like, well, are you going to sleep in my bed tonight since you slept in Avon's last night? And I said, you know what? Sure. I own this house. I own everything in it. I'm going to sleep in your bed if I want I can to. sleep in whatever bed I want. So I- my yeah. four-year-old got a big girl bed, like a full-size bed. And I, like, if she's called me in there in the middle of the night, I've gone in there and, like, almost fallen asleep, like, trying to get mm-hmm. her back to sleep multiple times. Because her bed yeah. is weirdly comfortable. And we got her these really kids. soft sheets. I'm like, why is your bed so comfortable? Yeah. Yeah. You're well, not you also don't, I have a, my husband's six, five and a, like. Mine is not. Randomly, <laughs> you know, I get one limb, half a limb on me and it's 87 pounds. So yeah, I don't have any of that in one of their beds, in their beds. <laughs> like I don't oh. have to worry about limbs touching me. Yeah, exactly. Can you, oh, can we way, appreciate my, my were... dog like moodily staring out the window? Like I. <laughs> I do like, love longing. All you need is that one um, Sarah McLaughlin song yeah. playing over him. <laughs> I'm not going to sing, He's but so I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, should we oh, get into some, on some ones and fives? Yes, let's do ones and fives first. <laughs> Watch this dog. He's, is, it a, is it a boy? Oh, boy. Did I, did I miss something? Yeah, is it a, a boy dog or a girl dog? Yeah, both of them are. They're both okay. boys. I don't know if you saw the little one too. But no, I didn't see the they're, one. They're both. I have two girls, and those are my two boys. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, I love it. I feel like all um, dogs are boys, and that's maybe like a weird thing. I don't know. I know that's not physically possible, but yeah. <laughs> but all dogs are boys. Okay, and all cats are girls. and all cats are girls. That's just how it goes. All right, Neely, what are your one and five star yeah. moments? Guys, it's been a journey. So um, my one-star moment is Liam had the flu on Christmas. So on the 23rd, we were getting ready to go to a party at my stepmom's sister's house. And I was, like, trying to be really productive. I'm going to, like, I was, like, I'm going to give the kids showers before we go so that when we get home, we can just go to bed. So Andrew's about to put Liam in the shower. And Liam's, like, I'm really cold. And I was, like, he's – and earlier he had said his legs hurt. And I was, like, "Mm." mmm. Mmm. I was like, Andrew, take his temperature before you give him a shower. It was 101. Liam never gets fevers. Like, this was probably the fifth time in his life he'd ever had a fever. He just never gets fevers. And I was like, that's not good. And I looked at Andrew. I go, I bet you money he has the flu. Because it had been going around school crazy right before. Like, 60 kids were absent the week before she got out. It was crazy. And so 
we had, Andrew had bought on Amazon these at-home flu tests and it tests for flu and COVID. Those things that you posted, Tara, she posted a picture of it. And it's like, it it's, looks like something from the doctor's office. Like it is yeah. very like legit. They're not you, like, cheap. The They're thing like in. 40 bucks yeah. each. But Andrew was like, I'm going to just like, just to like have, just in case like it's late at night or something, whatever. Yeah. So we gave it to Liam and it lit up, flew A. And we were like, well, yeah, yeah. I cool. guess Christmas is going to be a little different. But on that note, even though he had the flu, it was super mild. Like I think he had... I think we must have caught it really soon because we got him Tamiflu that day. And he yep. maybe had a fever for like 27 hours and then he's oh, fine. Yeah. Um, but as it, long as you catch it like early when they are still, when you still have a fever, the Tamiflu thing is. Oh yeah. Legit. And like yeah. there was a woman on a local Facebook page talking about how she didn't know if she should give her kid Tamiflu. And I'm like, why would you not give why? her Tamiflu? Yeah. Like yeah. she's like, I've heard it makes things worse than the flu. I'm like, uh i've never I heard mean, that wrong okay yeah, you're wrong <laughs> you're wrong it's like kind of sounds like something you'd hear on a certain news station anyway um, well, it sounds but, a little bit like yeah. she never had four locos yeah she probably <laughs> didn't you want something that makes it worse than the flu <laughs> drink too many or too many you know gin and tonics but so my my dog is named fox but i will have you know he's not named after a news station he's named fox because (laughs) he looks like a fox so i rachel and i for like i could tell it took both rachel and i like a solid like half a second longer than it should have we were like okay yeah okay Um, okay cool cool. so but my five star (laughs) moment is that it made christmas so chill because we couldn't see anybody yeah. and nobody could come see us. So it was just the four of us. And we just like, like Liam felt good enough that like they played with their toys. We all hunkered down on the couch Christmas day and we watched home alone with them. Yeah. And like, had the it's kind of like my friend had her like... baby during COVID and she was like, it was honestly the best because nobody could come up to the hospital to visit. And <laughs> so dream. when she had her, when she had her second, she was like, we're telling no, like telling everybody that nobody can come out to the hospital because it was so nice the first time. Like, it's almost oh, better yeah. when you can, like, just yeah. do it by yourself. I don't know that journey since I was in labor with Liam where uh, my husband, both my parents, my grandparents, and my mother-in-law were all in the room the entire time. So I don't really know the journey of nobody being at the hospital because I had seven fucking people in the room. Neely, what the labor. fuck? And it was, I'm sorry, I didn't reel in my facial expression for that. My sweet nurse looked at me. At, there was one moment she goes, do you want me to just tell them they have to leave? They have to yeah, leave. Because I think she could see it on my face that I was like, too many cooks. Like, yeah. my mother-in-law uh, oh, kept Entirely too many cooks. Well, and my mother-in-law was like, it's just so cold in here. I'm like, I'm sorry. Are you uncomfortable? <laughs> like, are you uncomfy? I Are you uncomfortable? so sad for you. Let me just... Let me make it more comfortable. I was like, Andrew, I swear to God, this will be the day that I lose it. And Andrew was eating, and then Andrew next to me eating fucking Chipotle. I'm like, everybody get away from me. With Charlotte, there was a lot of people in the room, but it was all like doctors and nurses. There was a lot of of people in the room. But like, yeah, I had very complicated births. With Charlotte, my, it was great because I had a scheduled C-section. And so I, like, strolled into the hospital. And two hours later, she was born. So by the time people yeah, came to the room, so nice. it had been a while. But then my mother-in-law said I wasn't welcoming enough. She's never going to listen to this podcast, so it's fine. But she said I wasn't, like, I wasn't like welcoming to them enough. I'm like, I'm sorry. I had just been cut open 
Sorry that I wasn't. I'm sorry my guts were on my outsides. Yeah, I swear, an hour I ago. people just like forget. But anyways, with my five star of it being a really chill Christmas, my other five star, and the reason I love this week so much is because I have been stupid productive, y'all. I am the person oh, have you? that spends this week being like, everything must be organized and clean for the new year. I've cleaned our refrigerator. I've organized closets. I've purged. Will you come to my house? I like put my AirPods in and I'm like, I am like tunnel vision on organization. Like I went and got my car detailed yesterday. It's been wonderful. So I know that. Well, Tara and I spent most of the day laying down yesterday. I lied. I didn't just lay down yesterday. I wasn't (laughs) nursing a hangover all day. I No, me either. Did stuff. No, I'm just kidding. As I'm looking around my house right now and it's a disaster. But I want. Oh, and we also had Christmas completely packed up and put away by 10 a.m. on the 26th because. I'm like, get it the fuck out now. I, I kind of almost want to do New Year's. I, I just want, yeah. I want it all gone by the end of January, but I do like a little it to. I think we just put ours I, up right. like November first. So like yeah. by December twenty sixth, I'm like, I've had two months of you. I'm I'm good now. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, for sure. For for sure. I all right, Rachel. Will say, like, oh, sorry. The only that's the only good thing about hosting Christmas Eve is that. I did already go through that, like, remember that funny video that went around forever where the mom's like, we don't need people to know that we live here. And she's screaming at her <laughs> whole family. That's me. Yes. That was me before hosting. So that already yeah. kind of got done. I've already traumatized my family. And yeah, we joke. Yeah. My this kids actually got a, it. This might not be a funny I... joke, but it is to me. Um, but <laughs> you know how people have like cuss jars? I say that I need a jar for to like put a dollar in towards my kids therapy fund whenever I get in one of those modes. So instead of a cost jar. Honestly, that's a great idea. A therapy jar. We'll just, I'm like, we should, yeah. Like I probably owe my kids thousands of dollars for that. I'm like, if you're going to go to therapy because of me, like that's fine. I would rather that. Uh, that literally like what's that i love the meme that's like if i did my trauma didn't make me stronger but it did make me funnier i feel that i feel that i feel like first of all everybody has some kind of trauma whether or not they realize it or not yeah and yeah i do feel like trauma makes you a more interesting person yeah it also just makes it so you can handle certain things as they and so you can i feel like yeah also just like so the little things don't seem as big, I guess. They're not worth Yes. They're yeah. not worth We have talked about that frequently, about how we, like, after my, my oldest, had a, she was born at 24 weeks. It was very traumatizing. Yeah. And we always talk about how we lived in life or death for four and a half months. And so now things, like, if they're not life or death, then they don't, it's not that they don't matter, but, like, they've don't matter you Um, you, you've experienced what it means for when people say oh this too shall pass and it sounds like some pithy platitude Mm -hmm. you've experienced that so you you know okay and and rachel knows i've got through i've got through way worse i can get i'm not gonna stress about the fact that you know she's not she isn't like at where she's supposed to be quite where she's supposed to be on her reading level like there are certain things that oh thousand percent Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, because she's Rachel alive. Knows my and issue that's, with that's good enough. 
something my mom will do, which she did again yesterday, where she's like, I know you know when I do this, but you know, it's not cancer. And I'm like, you're right. It's not cancer. But in my current state, it's important and yeah. a lot for me. Yeah. Like, I love that she knows. I know you hate this, but I'm going to say it anyway. anyway. Like, That's a very mom thing to do. Very. Ma'am, where do you think my trauma came from? Yeah. From my where's my, where's my trauma like, jar? How, how are you paying for cancer. my therapy? Yeah, where's yeah. your therapy jar, mom? Yeah. All right, Rachel, yeah. do you want to do your ones and your fives? Okay, I'll do my ones and my fives. Um, okay, so my one star, I put this on here, but um, this was like, we were supposed to record a week. Couple, I had a migraine. I couldn't. Right, I was like, when were we going to do that? Um, so it's it's not anymore, but I hurt my like neck area just from being my old. My neck, my back. Um, and so I put my neck, my back on there. Um, but it's feeling so much better now. I went to the chiropractor for the first time and that was terrifying, but I also like, it really helped me. Uh, and then now I'm like, you can't see cause this is a podcast, but I jammed my finger because I am just like a clumsy motherfucker apparently. And now it's like black and blue. And so that's my new one star is that like, I'm just falling apart. <laughs> apparently that's well, what I'm- you do in your thirties. I'm sitting on the floor hunched over to record this, so I'm sure I'm going to have my neck, my back later today. You're going to have your neck, your back tomorrow is going to be an issue. Um, So that's my one star. And then my five star is that I finished, I've been writing a book, Tara, and I have finished my first draft. So I'm saying I I put my finished my damn book, but it's just the first draft. I know there's more. That's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. And now I literally, I was trying to write a synopsis of it yesterday and I was like, I don't know what happened in this book. No, <laughs> I was you know, like, pretty much any writer. And I'd rather write another book than write a synopsis. <laughs> I was like, I wrote a whole fucking like 80,000 word book and I can't tell you what it's about. I love 80,000 word books, by the way. That's always, I, I try really hard to cut enough to where I stay under 90 um, I just love bingeable mm, books. Yeah, you yeah. know, I love like that. That that um, is such I a love... specific compliment. Thank you. I know. Well, you know, a lot of people are like, um, a lot of people struggle with, oh, well, I wanted it to be longer, or I wanted mm. more of this or more of that. I if I look like, at no, a page I number and it's over hit... five hundred words, I'm or five hundred <laughs> pages. <laughs> Oh, also, yeah. if it's over 500 words, if it's not three sentences, I'm out. No, no. <laughs> Neely's not reading it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I cut it off. We're not, really not sure why she's not uh, why she's a host of the podcast because she just reads. Yeah, <laughs> just only read. 500 words or less. That's 500 it. pages or less. But Rachel and I like. What was the book? It's pucking around. That's like I'm like, girl, that's like 800 pages. Not happening. No. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. It didn't feel like 800 pages. But it was. You know what? And we're going to talk about this in our reads. Nope. I'm going to skip. I'm not going to say it. Okay, Tara, what's your one and five star? Oh, gosh. Um, well, mine sounds really similar to, to yours. I, um, Danielis, my one star was that uh, my kid came home from, they had to reschedule one of their like overnight fifth grade field trip. And the moment she got off the bus, they, re- they I feel like they rescheduled it right before break on purpose, knowing that like, we're going to take them all away. Sick. They're all going to yeah. get sick. They literally pulled them off, got off the bus, and her teacher was like, they're all go. sick. Have a have a good break. So, I mean, 
the amount of kids I was at Liam's class and Charlotte's class parties on the last day of school and like I swear half of her classes were absent like I was like it feels so light in here and Charlotte's teacher was like yeah there's like seven kids absent yeah (laughs) tons it's I mean it's the season but um Mm -hmm. and we're a dual divorced uh sorry I can hear my kid just sprinting by you hear a bunch of little steps that's what's happening um so we have kids can't walk to save their lives no, no i don't no. know any child that just walks they all and i don't know how run. they have like this weird ability to make their feet slap against the ground like <laughs> it sounds like they're wearing heels on cobblestone like bill collins like... drum solo <laughs> up in here of just feet on the ground all right guess what song i'm gonna listen to as soon as i get I in the car to go to my doctor's appointment <laughs> I'm gonna be because I mean, that's to me after that drum solo. I could just that song is only a song I can listen to alone in the car because I need oh, yeah. to do like a whole theatrical. Yeah. It's gonna be a whole a whole me. thing to like, me. Or that dog days are over song, Florence and the Machine. Yes, but also for me, it's uh, Africa by Toto. I'm like I I have to be alone and listen to it, and I I have to do like a whole like you have your gotta be a whole moment. moment. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if my kids are in the car, I feel like they would just be like, it would be like, mom, you're embarrassing me. And I'm like, good, but okay. you're going to, good. this will be you. Good. Just you wait. Yeah. Okay. But yes. I feel Collins so solo. I got my that will be the only way I can think about it now. Oh, wait. I got my, so I, yeah, I got my one kid back from um, her field trip sick. And we have, because we have so many different factions of our family, we have a, we're, we live that whole, like, for Christmas's life, but we, mm-hmm. we, uh, we do too, because my years. parents are divorced. Yeah. So yeah. we have to kind of, we've gotten better over the years. Basically we have to start making plans in, in September <laughs> and yeah. just sort of, you just send out like a Google calendar and like a doodle and oh, be yeah. like, who's available when exactly. And there are some parts of the family that are more, um, specific or strict about like, not strict, but they care more about like the actual day, it is. day or the actual yeah. Christmas Eve. But we kind of made a deal when we got married and said, like, no matter what, we're going to wake up in our own place on Christmas Day. Whether mm-hmm. that's, like, we've gone up on a vacation somewhere and we wake up mm-hmm. in our in our own cabin or in our own whatever. Hey. Um, <laughs> but, um, so, because Emery was sick, we ended up having to do a little bit of kind of a bunch of um plans rearranging which is why I have one of a one of the Christmas celebrations tonight but I will say the five star is that um it still all kind of worked out to where the family that wanted to come to us still that were like we don't care if you guys like by then she's not wasn't as near nearly as contagious and and yeah, um, they were fine coming over. The family that still wanted to come over on Christmas Eve came over, and then Christmas Day we got to just, you know, lounge around and enjoy our our presence. We didn't have to go anywhere, be anywhere. Um, that's so nice, and that's been that's been pretty pretty cool, pretty nice. Yeah. Can I add to my five star and that it's that Gypsy yes. Rose Blanchard is out of jail today? Um, oh my! I'm sorry. Do y'all not? Do we not know? I don't know. follow this. I don't know what that means. I don't follow that at all. <gasps> Did y'all not? You know, Gypsy Rose, it was the one whose mom, it was like the Munchausen syndrome by proxy. There's been like all those movies about her. 
I really uh, I don't watch I, I, it's on the like uh perimeter of my awareness but I I, I have no idea okay so her mom basically me. like made her think her whole life that she like had cancer and was like had to be wheelchair bound oh, and okay, all okay, of okay, this okay, stuff. okay 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 and yeah. then her boyfriend like killed her mom anyway she's out of jail today and she gets to start her, her boyfriend killed her mom and then she had to go to jail she like yeah, a, they kind of planned it together, but she didn't actually oh, okay. do the killing. But um, she said she actually felt more free in prison than living with her mom. And, yeah, you know I don't like that kind of shit. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm a true Andrew. Andrew has um, there's like a new cult documentary coming out, and Andrew has it in our Google Calendar for us to watch. So this is just like our. It's how we roll. Y'all know okay. I do two things. I do smutty books and I do celebrity memoirs. And my third thing is uh, <laughs> true crime and cults. I do two things. Here I do two three. things. And here's the three things that things, I do. And here's seven of them. Well, two of them are. <laughs> that was so great. I am so good at math. No, but y'all I'm know. I'm going to put that in a book some, at some yeah. point. You know that I two things. Here I can't wait. I can't wait. You have to put us in the acknowledgments, though. I Thank you so much, If you put for... that in the book, I better. Rachel knows one of my life goals is to be in someone's book acknowledgments. There you go. I just want to. I'll, I'll, I'll I just, pencil you in. If I'm not in Rachel's, I will I'll stop talking to her. Um, okay. Speaking of book acknowledgments, um, yes. let's do some reads. Yes, I have been reading the seven year slip for two weeks, and here's why. <laughs> One, uh, I was exhausted. I, Rachel knows, ever since I read You With a View, my, my reading just hasn't been the same. I yeah, just, no. I like, can't Understandable. read a book. That book is a yeah. masterpiece, so. Yeah. Like, I, I read it, and I was like, oh, I can't read books again. This is, I'm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with books. Um, <laughs> no more books. <laughs> and, I'm going to end it there. And I do love the seven-year slip. I'm like halfway through it. But Katie of Beach Reads and Bubbly, who we love, who we had on the podcast, posted something two days ago. And it was like, I haven't read a book in two days because I've been on what I got for Christmas TikTok. And that is exactly why I haven't read a book for like the last four days. Because I got in the like teenage girl, what I got for Christmas TikTok. And y'all. I need to see this. What yeah. some of these girls get for Christmas is one girl, I don't, I had to Google Aviator Nation because I was unsure why this is so popular because they're sweat, they're like sweatshirts and sweatpants. And I'm like, I, oh. I need to understand. Aviator Nation? Each, yeah. Yeah. And the sweatpants are $175. These sweatshirts are like $200. And these girls are like, here's seven different Aviator Nation sweat sets. And I'm like, we had very different Christmas. Like, yeah. <laughs> like Here's my mug girls, that I got. I got like these fourteen well, yeah, year old girls being like, these fourteen year old girls being like, I got a Dyson air wrap. I'm like, ma'am. Oh my god. Or like, no. I got a Gucci. I bag got myself a like, Dyson air wrap when I got a publishing deal. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't um, get myself a Dyson air wrap before. I that. have a Dyson hair dryer no. because it was sent to me to test out, and huh. otherwise, rough I think life Andrew, you live. If Andrew, if I was like, Andrew, I want to go buy this like $500 hair dryer, I think he'd be like, uh, no, no. I'm sorry. Does it, yeah. Does it also does like fold out into a small studio apartment? Like, does it do? Kind of, like, almost. It kind of kind does. Of. It like curls your hair and dries it at the same time. It is cool, yeah. but like, I do kind of want one after watching. I will say, after watching all of these girls on TikTok, I'm like, mm, some of this stuff is kind of cute, but apparently Kendra okay, but Scott I, has made a comeback. It's back. Oh, oh. she is? 
Good to know. Good to With know. With the 14-year-olds, yes. I uh, am a little bit worried. Tara, did you say you have two girls? I have two girls. Okay, I have two girls as well, and this year they were like super easy. They Lainey wanted, um, she wanted some dog accessories for her stuffed dog, um, sure. so like I bought her like a fifteen dollar set that had like a dog bed and like some food, and like that was all she wanted for Christmas. And then my four year old really wanted bath bombs, so we got <gasps> bath my bombs. kids love bath bombs like they love bath bombs and they had the little like, things inside and she's like I just want a bath bomb and so that was ten dollars and so I'm like very nervous about when they're teenagers because mine are also just shitless. barely two years apart and I'm, I'm like there's gonna be this is gonna be much more expensive as they get Rachel, older so I'm gonna need to I'm work a second find, job I'm gonna find one of the most insane ones I watched and send it to y'all please because please do and then your whole for you page is gonna be. I like can't stop watching Great. that. Like Andrew's like, why are you watching fifteen yeah. year olds tell us what they got for Christmas? I'm like, I don't know. You're like, I why just... do I do a lot of things? I can't. I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. I TikTok don't... told me this is what it wanted me to see this week, and I, so. I just listen. If TikTok tells me to watch something, I watch it. I just yeah. yeah. I'm at its I've mercy. had to like delete the app from my phone when I'm in the middle of, when I'm on a deadline because it it's yeah the biggest time suck. But I some of it is like. I'm, I'm also one of those people that's like, man, I wish I would have, this was around when I was younger because I would have oh, been I don't. so funny. I would have done all this. <laughs> I, so funny. I, <laughs> I have done all God. this random shit, but now I'm constantly yeah. like, well, my, I don't want to embarrass my kids later in life. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, meanwhile, <laughs> sorry, I'm in a, I got, I'm in, on the social media for a career, so I'm definitely going to mm-hmm. embarrass my kids, but um i i write i'm so glad books. social media <laughs> you're like but i write smutty love books I'm i love at some point oh yeah. it's fine my kids are gonna grow up and be like mommy has a smutty book podcast yeah what liam has asked multiple times what my podcast is about i'm like you don't need to know oh, it's about yeah. books it's about books um speaking of books okay so if you've listened to the podcast over the last month you've heard this is taking me a month to read which is very unusual for me, but I was very nervous about it, but it's Iron Flame and I finally finished. And, and I, I, okay. I've heard I mixed things. <clears throat> well, it's not even that it's mixed thing. Well, I'm sure you've heard mixed things. I, I don't have mixed feelings about it. Um, I I've heard it just, was not good. I've heard it was. I didn't think that, I didn't think it was not good. I, I liked it. It's just like, it's, the second book in what's going to be a five book series and it ends like the second book in a five book series like there's got to be conflict over mm-hmm. five books and so there it ends though and i was just like it's not that i was surprised i was surprised but i was also just like oh, i was a little bit i was mad but like in a in a normal way you know not in a this book was bad way just in a oh I'm sad that that had to happen. Oh, Rachel, sorry for interrupting, but I have to tell you, because I know you're going to appreciate this. Uh, Liam got the entire Harry Potter series from my brother-in-law and sister-in-law for Christmas. I love that. So Liam and I are going to start on our um, mother-son journey. Potter journey. I love it. Uh, I love, love reading those at the same time as my kids. Yes. Me and my um, <clears throat> oldest went through the Percy Jackson books. So <gasps> yeah. yeah, so good. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, yeah, so that was my that was my book, and I I just I can't talk about it because if you haven't 
if you're listening and you're wanting to read it, like, I don't want to spoil anything. Um, but what is like our statute of limitations on spoiling books though? Because like, I feel like, like, like what's our, we don't want to That one hasn't been out long. It's only been out for a couple months. Oh, my statute. I guess if you're going to read it, you can spoil. Okay. Well, okay. Tara, have you read the series? I read fourth wing. I haven't, I haven't okay. even, I'm in the middle of three. I'm doing three different things right now. It's two. Yeah. One of them is like self-inflicted, but um, yeah, I haven't yeah. even, I've, I've picked up, I've agreed to, um, I committed to quite a few blurbs. And so I've yeah. been reading a lot of blurb books and then my reading has been chaotic. I've, I've, I started the art of scandal by Regina Black, like I've heard a it's month very or two good. ago. And I loved every bit of it. Couldn't tell you why I put it down. I think I just got distracted and needed, felt like I needed to finish a few other things that I kind of agreed to. And um, then I, I randomly picked it up yesterday and devoured the rest of it. It's brilliant. It's, it's hot. It's everything. Uh, People need to read it. And um, I started based on a recommendation. I started an old series by Ilona Andrews. Um, the Hidden Legacy series, and I'm loving it. It's very plot forward, very, uh, but like, I think people that liked, like, that loved Fourth Wing with that kind of storytelling, that's really fast, but there's nothing. Uh um, She doesn't waste a lot of time on being very prosy and and all that, but it is just very propulsive, uh, and the world building is done in a way where, like, you're in the world, and she's explaining yeah. it to you as you're moving forward and going through it. I and like that's, that. that's what I really like. And it's just really yeah. interesting. Um, I, she writes actions super, super well. Um, so I'm, I'm having, I'm having a ball with that, but like, I'm, I'm on a deadline right now for an edit and um, I have a, another book that I am wrapping up. So and I, I keep writing bits and pieces of this other story. My dog, he's, you're <laughs> Where Your brother he's cute is not though. much of a problem. I have not picked up um, Iron Flame. I don't, I don't see myself being able to for quite some time. So yeah, you are more yeah. Than welcome that's kind of why it took me so long is yeah. I knew that like the fourth wing <laughs> surprised me in like I I really I love a fantasy I love a romanticy but I am very like I'm very I have very firm boundaries on what I will and will not read and I have a hard time with character death um and so that surprised me and spoilers for fourth wing somebody dies um and so then in Iron Flame I'm reading it knowing okay she has no problem just like offing a character if it moves the plot forward which like fine totally great for people but I was so worried as I was reading it that I was just waiting for somebody that I really cared about and was really invested in to die um and so it took me a long time to finish um so I will read the next book I uh I do like the series I do love a romanticy book but um so it's not that I, people have very strong feelings about like not liking it. I liked it. it was, I felt like it was exactly what it was supposed to be. You can spoil um, it for me. I'm never going to read these books. Yeah, I'll I'll spoil it for you later. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, Tara. What? So, oh, you already talked about what you've been reading. So you just you already answered that question. Look at you. Um, All right, let's go into the interview, shall we? Let's. Let's. Now that we've talked for thirty-five minutes, I know. (laughs) We'll talk. We will interview you. Um, Okay. okay, So our first question that we always do is, uh, tell us about yourself. What's your villain origin story? Oh gosh. Um, Well, I, in terms of writing, I. I was always a romance, heavy romanticy reader. I grew up on, you know, my escapist reading was always surrounding some sort of fantastical element. And so mm-hmm. I, like when it was a, a real world-based story, I really just never got as that same like investment or rush. But then 2020 rolled around and everything I tried to pick up and read, um, I was like, wow. The world is ending, but they have magic. I wish that, I, like, I, I, like, could not mentally, um, I couldn't get invested because I was like, I wish that this, mm. this was a little too close to reality. Yeah. Except for all these people have magical powers and they can just fix all that. Fix I don't have magical yeah. powers to get everybody the fuck out of my house. And yeah. so um, <laughs> I just couldn't, I just, I, I wasn't enjoying it, but I also, I go through bouts of insomnia so I wasn't sleeping very much um and I wanted to read I picked up the my my book club at the time um their first pick was the unhoneymooners and so I I picked that up and I laughed I yes I was giggling my ass off yeah um and so I I just had a blast reading it um, and then I, I, I mean, we went on, on like a camping trip. Camping was like one of the only things you could go and do. Yeah. Um, so we went on a little camping trip and I remember I put my husband's like headlamp on so that I could read <laughs> in the trailer at night yeah. and because I was loving it so much and I had, was having so much fun. Um, and I found myself like, but like the unhoneymooners was, um, fairly fade to black, like closed door. Mm-hmm. And then I read Christina Lauren's um, backlist with the wild season series and the beautiful series. And mm-hmm. I um, was like, well, I admit, I love this open door version yeah. of it. And then it was like, I we all had, do. Yeah. had like this whole, um, these little bits and pieces of a story that like partially were, in, was like inspired by, I wish maybe I could pick my whole family up and move somewhere to like wide open spaces. Cause we, again, mm-hmm. <clears throat> we were all kind of stuck at home and, you know, just felt really stuck. And so, yeah. and I was, I watched uh yellow, I binged Yellowstone like everybody else did that year and everything too. So I um, had just kind of like a fever dream story. I really was, I, I wish I ended up, I wish I could remember the exact word count, but it was kind of a crazy amount of words that were, was originally written in the notes app on my phone. Um, oh my gosh. Um, and so I just kept writing bits and pieces of it. And I fell in love with contemporary romance during that time. I, I, I think, I don't know, remember if it was that year or the next year, but I remember reading like the love hypothesis and it happened one mm-hmm. summer back to back. And mm-hmm. like that rush, that feeling of like, Again, it, those were both like single sitting reads for me. And, mm-hmm. and I really thought nothing of it. I thought I'm never, I like, but, but, but before I was done or um, not before I was done, but before I knew it, like I had 
written a book sort of thing. And I knew nothing about querying. I knew nothing about that whole process, but I was, I got a little buzzed at a friend's giving dinner and I finally admitted it, admitted to my friends, like, Hey, I did this thing. Yeah. And, and one of my friends, one of my good friends who, these are all the same women that I was in that book club with. Um, they, one of my friends has always had a bookstagram account and she had been telling me for years, you should start a bookstagram. You read more than most of the people that are actually on here because I was constantly bugging her for new recs and and everything. Uh, and like, well, have you heard, what have you heard about this? What have you heard about that? And she's like, I don't know. Start your own account. Get get a, get an Instagram. Like I, I never really started like a formal bookstagram but I did kind of start like a book account and then I randomly like after I did some research on the query process and everything and my friends were all like you need to publish this you need this is actually good and all this stuff I was kind of I never really believed in it I didn't do any marketing beforehand and do I didn't know anything about that whole process all I knew was that if I tried to query for an agent and go that route and I knew myself and knew that like if I faced one rejection I'd be like never mind I'm never doing this again this was a bad idea this was I don't know what I was thinking like this was too bad and so so I um I I I think I wish I still I'll have to go through all my archive stuff but I think I even like posted it hey I did this I wrote a book it's on Kindle Unlimited if you want to read it cool um if you don't you know run me over with your car instead that's great yeah but (laughs) I, I had like one person, um, her name is Danielle and she's forever booked up. And she was the first person that I was like, all right, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to like, see if anybody will read this. And I just sent her a message and said, Hey, um, you know, I thought I've followed you on TikTok and on here before I was a writer. I, I love, have always loved your recommendations. Um, I think you're funny. Um, I like everything, you know, I like what you do. I, I wrote this thing. If, if I was wondering if you might want to read it, um, I can send it to you, you know, whatever. And she was, she like gave it a shot and, and loved it. And then from there she was talking about, she talked about it with her friends. Um, and it was kind of that one person like believing in it and, and mm-hmm. liking it and then recommending it to her friends and her friends liking it too, to where I was like, all right, I can do this. I can actually like market myself and yeah. um, I can actually try to, to do this thing. Um, and from there, I just kind of, you know, got braver about posting what I was doing. And um, I had been writing another, another story, but I set it aside when funny feelings kind of came to me and was like, I, I was like, I have got, I, I have to get this story. I've got to get this story like out of my head. And so was so Rootbound your first one? Rootbound was my first. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then Rootbound was my first. That was my cowboy mm-hmm. fever dream, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then, Everybody loves um, cowboy fever we dream. Love, we all, we love a cowboy fever dream here. Yeah, yeah, we do. That's pretty much what it was. Um, um, and then I, yeah. And then I wrote funny feelings and, um, that was definitely my breakout book. It, yeah, I never had like a truly viral moment or anything. Um, like I said, I really was new to the marketing side of things. I didn't know 
how to approach any of that. Even when funny feelings came around, I, I knew a little bit of it. So I would, I like actually started posting some stuff about it, you know, beforehand and building up a little bit of good energy around it. Um, mm -hmm. But it just had like this steady build, um, you know, over, over time between bookstagram and book talk and stuff. So it did, it did really well. And then the co-op yeah. came out and um, from there, I, it's, uh, you know, I got freakishly lucky where I had an agent that happened to read it on Kindle Unlimited, um, loved it. And she DM'd me and then we kind of went from there. Yeah, you did get freakishly lucky. Yeah, um, I feel like such a dick whenever I tell that story because it's like, there are people that have been trying to get an agent for years. I, I got really yeah, lucky. but it's all it's all. I mean, there there is strategy to it, but it's all a big luck game. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, it's your book getting in the hands of the right people at the right time. Um, so whether that's through sending it out a million times or somebody reading it and loving it, I mean. Not a, not a dick story. No. <laughs> Thanks. All right. What's been okay? So first of all, did you publish three, all three of those books in a year? Within a year, yeah. November twenty-one was when I uh, published Rootbound. Then it was May okay. twenty-two, and then October twenty-two. Yeah, I don't recommend Damn, that. No. That was yeah. That was like year. 10 out of 10 don't recommend i was yeah. like very thrown off because i was looking at goodreads trying to figure out which one was first and then i was like all three of them were like within a year timeline and i was like that is a lot of books in a year that was a lot that was a lot i don't, it was a I lot. don't recommend it it was uh, i mean i definitely felt like this pressure especially after funny feelings i felt i really wanted to write I, I was writing something that was very different from Funny Feelings in the co-op mm -hmm. because they weren't like super nice to each other. I read away, nothing like that. Um, and it was higher angst, um, less, mm -hmm. less of a, I, I don't, I always like say, I don't know that I write romantic comedies. I think I end up writing romantic dramedies because I can't help it. I can't help but give them a reason for why they are the way they are. And that usually involves some sort of trauma and there's always yeah. a why a big why and i always try to tie it into that why that character is the way they are and and my goal for that story um so i'm not just like killing off people and giving them dead relatives just so i can just to add something to the story i'm always i i do really try to give them a a why and i try to make yeah. it relevant to the story yeah. but um yeah I definitely felt like a pressure to put out another book right away to capitalize on some of the momentum I had with, with funny feelings and, and all that. And I, looking back, I, I will say, I do wish I would have given myself a little bit of grace in timeline wise. I, I lost, mm -hmm. I did, a, I put a lot of pressure on myself over that year yeah. because I really, I was I did get to make this into a career. I did um, eventually, you know, when Funny Feelings was consistently doing well enough, I, I was, I replaced my income. And so I got to quit my job, mm -hmm. but then it was like, okay, well now you have to do this. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so it did, yeah. I, I, I tried really hard not to let it take away some of the joy, but I was, I was writing and I have two kids, I have, you know, a husband that works, um, 
crazy hours, especially mm -hmm. during like storm seasons and stuff. And so I was taking on a lot between That's a lot of pressure, kids, yeah. full time sports, full time, yeah, you know, everything else. I was writing at night and it was, it was, it was, it worked out, but it was a lot. Yeah. What was your most fun book to write? Oh gosh. Um, Funny Feelings is definitely the most fun that I wrote the majority of that book in eight weeks. And I, and it's just so funny because I thought this is going to be my worst performing book ever. Nobody likes, people have really strong opinions about comedians. And even though I said like in the very beginning in the author's note, this is probably my least done for laughs book. Um, I, you know, you have to kind of step into those characters and make them naturally funny too, but focusing yeah. on the stand-up aspect would have gotten really, just from a technical standpoint, it would have been very boring to read descriptions of the stand-up and like, you can't like add a laugh track in a book. Yeah. So <laughs> I can't, you know, I can only describe and say like, she's funny. And part of that book, the whole, like the goal for a lot of it for me was like talking about how subjective humor is and how mm. like when you're reading humor, it's two dimensional. You're not able mm -hmm. to hear the inflection or see the funny gestures or the facial expression that goes with something. Cause that's usually like yeah, you can watch stand up and think it's hilarious because, and because you're absorbing all of that. When mm -hmm. you read, you could read that same joke in a book and be like, like, yeah, I, I guess cool. that's funny. It, you wouldn't yeah. just wouldn't have the same reaction. And so um, <clears throat> that's why specifically I think that um, comedy in ASL or deaf humor is some of the funniest stuff out there. It has to be mm -hmm. very sharp in order for it to, to be, a, to, for you to get the same reaction out of it. Yeah, that's how I first found you. So I first found you through Funny Feelings, um, which like you've already said, took off through Bookstagram and Book Talk. Uh, and it's got, it, it's smart. It's a very smart book, which I think is why a lot of people resonate with it. And then it's also got just really great representation, which we talk about um, a lot and how important that is uh, on the podcast. But what do you think, what specifically do you think made so many people resonate whether it's with the characters or the story like what do you think it was that like you you said yourself you didn't think this was gonna like you didn't think people were gonna really resonate well, with it as much that, as they did yeah especially because humor is so subjective and um not ever because I think that I I tried really hard to make there's a lot that is very applicable when it even when it comes to stand up or, or and just being creative in general you're mm -hmm. putting something out there for other people to consume and you're trying to find a connection through it and and a lot of us are that's what a lot of us are all doing that's why um you know we care about like even just our instagram accounts or our this mm -hmm. or that like this is your representation to to make a connection with 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 somebody else and um i think I mean, especially when I never thought I would be able to write a true friends to lovers because um, for me, a lot of times the stakes aren't there. So mm -hmm. I think the reason why Funny Feelings works um, is it, it they had real stakes. Like they had a working relationship. There was that dynamic. Um, and the relationship, like Farley's relationship with Hazel was incredibly important. 
Um, yeah. So they, you know, taking that, even though once they've had the permission to take that step, they really do step into it. And, and there's not a lot of like back and forth, like, oh, you know, but to me, the reason why I wrote it that way is because when you are such good friends, I think that that's how it would happen. Um, yeah. Especially when you've got good communication, especially like you're both in therapy, you both know, yeah. like I had, you know, a very specific reason for writing it the way I wrote it. But I think that a lot of people found that, um, find that refreshing. Um, some people find mm -hmm. it boring. Some people are like, there was no tension. There was no angst. There was no this. To me, there is because of the stakes. And yeah. I, you know, it was very much like, um, I like the dual timeline aspect because especially when it comes to friends to lovers, I think I'm always, I, I want there to be a why. Why yeah. haven't they, why Done hasn't this, this step been broached before? Like, why yeah. haven't they, you know, why are they such good friends and why now? Like, why mm -hmm. is now and the time I, that... I love a dual timeline too yeah. because I just feel like it gives so much more depth to stories. Um, yep. Yes. Like anytime I have a dual timeline, really for any kind of book, I just feel like it like captures you more in a way. Well, sense. and especially when there's, there's obviously a history there. And so it's really hard to kind of plop into the present. And, and Rachel knows how mm -hmm. I feel about a dual timeline oh. and a friend's to lovers. Well, yeah. Neely loves a friend's to lovers. Um, the Neely, you need to read Funny Feelings, obviously. I know. But I know. Um, I, I also, Tara, my my like biggest thing is childhood friends to lovers. It's like oh, Neely loves the childhood friends to lovers. I will fuck up. She a will lose. To lovers yeah. Book. yeah. <laughs> Any kind but of I think it they've is. known each other forever book. I love. Yeah. 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 And you just love that. You love getting to see the, a little bit of their history, which is it's hard to do when you just kind well, of I find it more realistic for people to get together that way than I do for people who like, like, okay, I love a fake dating, like marriage of convenience. Like those are fun, but I find them like, obviously we're not reading any of these books for like the realism aspect, but like, no, but there's something that's like, really, but when people have like known each other way. for a long time and they have a history, be it an enemies to lovers or a friends to lovers, and they've just like have a history, I find it a lot more realistic and I find it easier to get into the book and get into the characters and believe their backstory versus like two people who like meet on the street and are fake dating five minutes later. I love 100%. it. I'll read it. But yeah. You know. Well, and that's that's the thing too is that especially when they have a history and you're able to show it, you can understand why. Like even when it's enemies to lovers, and a lot of the time, like you you grow to accept, like okay, him and I just don't get along. Like we antagonize each other, and that's what's always going to be that's going to be your baseline. And so mm -hmm. it becomes realistic for them to bicker, and even though they had like their initial conflict from when they were five or from when they were 15 seems silly. You have years and years and years of it just being that way. So yeah. that's, that's fine. And then you have years to undo like what mm -hmm. these, what your assumption was of that person. Um, and so especially when it came to funny feelings, I liked playing with the idea of like, miscommunication that felt realistic but like like where they had an almost 
but Mm -hmm. it was a very like it was a drunken night in Vegas and so they had like this whole um you know he thought uh, she she thought she was inviting him up to her room because of you know something that he had said and like she thought she was kind of opening the door to that he thought she was shutting down the night and to me I, I really liked playing with that I liked playing with the giving them realistic stakes I liked giving them a history. I love a you misunderstanding think it also adds too. to like why their chemistry is believable when you can go mm-hmm. when you explore their history together so mm-hmm. oh, I feel like it's time for a reread like maybe um, I, I, there's so will always be special to me for sure oh, so what good. which of your characters do you relate to the most Oh gosh, that's so hard. I I saw that question. I was like, shit, I'm gonna have to. Come up <laughs> You're like, and I still don't have so, an answer. I definitely relate. I think the most to um, Farley. Like, there's there's something that's very vulnerable about her. Like, but also, um, she's still gonna keep going. She's still gonna tell jokes and make fun of herself on stage. I'm still going to write even when something doesn't go how I thought it was going to go. Um, even when, you know, somebody that loved all my other books doesn't love this one, I'm still going to mm-hmm. keep creating. I'm still going to push myself to, I still have a why too. I'm still always, there's something that's like really real about people that are like, creative spirits you're always trying to find um that connection with people and and your art or whatever it is Mm -hmm. like is going to um connect with different people for different reasons and so i'm always really interested in that um i am definitely the type that will have like a full social interaction with somebody and then later we'll sit back and go god why did i say that why did i do this Mm -hmm. why did i do that Mm -hmm. um sometimes i you know mouth off and overshare and I'm sometimes I'm loud sometimes I'm too like sometimes I I am too much for people and um I kind of put my I don't like saying I wear my heart on my sleeve like I'm some like I'm overly sensitive and sweet sometimes I'm like I I am too much in that in that like I'm a little too messy (laughs) you know um but, but I think we can all, all relate I saw something, to that. Exactly. So I saw a meme, I think it was yesterday or this morning, and it was like, you're not too much. Other people just aren't enough. Yeah. Like, or, you know, it's just that. the people you do find that are your people that, like, like care about all that and love all that about you, um, they are – the people that aren't your people, though, they just need to go find less, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. Like, you, you, everybody has people they connect to. Everybody has people they, they just don't connect to. And so – Well, and too much is so subjective because, like, what's too much for somebody is – 100% just right for somebody else. And so yes. you, ha- but it's so hard. And I, and I kind of messaged you about this too. Like you, when you are a creative and when you like, no matter what capacity it's in, in this case, it's, it's writing. Uh, but when you're a creative, you are, you are putting yourself out there. Like you can be too much and not put yourself out there for other people to, to mm-hmm. judge. But oh, when yeah. you are making something and putting it out there, you're, you're too, you're, you've, 
are going to be too much for people. Uh, and so it's this weird thing of like, I want to put this out there because I know it's going to find the person that connects with it, but I also know it's going to like inevitably going to find people that it doesn't connect with. And you have to be, I was going to say you have to be okay with it. I don't think you have to be okay with it. I think you just have to be prepared for it. Yeah. You know? Well, and you like, that's why even when it comes to like the review space and stuff, when I see people negatively negatively review something even though like I know what it feels like to be on the other end of that and to be like man I don't get it though because I I did all that for on purpose I did all that for a reason I I like I know what I put into it but why so why didn't it resonate with somebody when you see a negative review for somebody else's book and 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 somebody breaking it down that way I know what it feels like to not get it to like mm-hmm. to be on that other side of things too, to mm-hmm. where man, everybody loves this. I don't get it. I can't see it. So yeah. when you see somebody yeah. that has those same thoughts, you're like, oh good. It wasn't just me. So that's yeah. why that's what I always try to remember, like when I've come across a negative something like on one of mine or when I've even, you know, inevitably you do get tagged. Not everybody I don't know yeah, how it yeah. hasn't been shared mm-hmm. enough yet. That, like, <laughs> I don't know how we are still doing that, but it, you know, it still happens. Fine. And so a lot of the time, um, I, I'm, I usually can, can come back to, to that, but yeah, it is, there's, there's uh, inevitably there's a piece of me in like most of my characters. I think my day, I think Rootbound is probably the one that had the most aspirationalness in it where mm-hmm. I wish I was, more like this or I wish I was like that instead of like the on it maybe the yeah the honesty coming like from mm-hmm. me like but even Sage and Fisher there is I relate to Fisher a lot I relate to Sage yeah. a lot like Sage yeah. I try it like you can take little pieces of your personality and sort of amplify them in in a character and it's it that's when I think some of the best writing occurs too because mm-hmm. it is the most the most honest and that's yeah that, those are my favorite characters so the ones that are honest even when they're messy even when they're you know angry even when they're petty I love a good petty character because I think that's real so Same. and you did a you gave us a perfect segue into this because uh I'm still not over saber it I finished it <laughs> I don't know a couple weeks ago um and then proceeded to word vomit at you about all of the things that I loved about it. I I loved it. I loved it. So (laughs) because it's been, okay. So it's been a, over a year since you've published anything. So how does it feel to have savor it? (laughs) To have savor it in people's hands. What is it? What, how are you feeling right now? Oh God. Um, it has been, it was, it's just so, so different. Um, writing favorite was, um, I would say it was some of the most fun that I've had. Like, I think funny feelings was just, it was, there were no stakes with it. Rootbound had found a few people that loved it, but I didn't expect anything of it. I was doing it for fun. Um, funny feelings. There was like, it, I think that that's why it was the most fun this time. I loved so much of this book. I felt like so proud of it. Um, I don't write from like a very tropey uh, mm. standpoint. Mm-hmm. I I like when tropes kind of naturally occur, and this was the yeah. first. This like writing strangers to friends to lovers um, takes a little bit more 
build up in the beginning, but I had a lot of fun puzzling that together. And I loved just the balance of like the, yeah, the funniness of it with the angst. There's a really, there's mm-hmm. a strong underlying angst throughout the whole story because they are on a time limit. Um, yes. But I definitely had the most pressure on myself when it came to this one. I tried to make every single thing count. Every single thing that happens, that book happens for a reason. Um, I'm mm-hmm. so proud of it, but it is terrifying. Um, it's it's my first, going to be my first fully traditionally published book. And so yeah. when people, and it's just so different. I'm used to putting out arcs like literally at most, like maybe eight weeks before they, they get some, something goes yeah. out. So the indie side of things is very like, I'm going to be in your face. I'm going to gra- try to mm-hmm. grab your attention and I want to hold on to it for, yeah. cause I know it's not going to last long. Savor it doesn't come out for another five months. So, yeah. um, for four five months, I mean, yeah, five months basically. Um, and so having so many people already reading it and downloading it, um, it was, it was overwhelming and a little scary, a little scary at first. Uh, I'm not going to lie just because it's my first, you, you just really want people to get it. Yeah. (laughs) I, 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 you know, especially when it comes to a small town and when it comes to things that can feel a little overdone, I wanted to do something that was kind of tongue in cheek and not Mm -hmm. that like honored the, what we do love about small towns, but also, kind of added like a little aspect of realism in there where, mm-hmm. you know, there is some stupid stuff that comes with it and um, that comes with small My request and- is still pending on NetGalley, by the way. Oh, no way, really? <laughs> that I'll, is I can, so I can sad for you. I was like, as I, as I was like, I do want to, I, I wanted to read it. And I was like, I was like, I feel like I got denied. And I was like, no, just still pending. Just pending. It's fine, guys. Well, fine. Rachel I, read it, but I know day. somebody I can give you. I can give <laughs> do you, you know anybody? Do you know anybody that can um, hook a girl up so she can read it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, so I, she can read. I, I know the writer, so okay, perfect. I can, I can send. I call and it, it really a is. Yeah, I love hearing you talk about it though, and I, I literally, I, I gush for like a million years to you already about this, but I will do it recorded on air now um, so that the whole world knows. Um, but cause I've been so bad too about like posting what I've been reading on my Instagram. It's been a weird, like I have to, I kind of gave it up in like um, September and I decided, I was like, you know what? I'm going to just, I'm going to start over in January. I'm going to. Yeah. I mean, it just got weird with like, Everything also just fell off the doing and the actual enjoying of it, like feeling like yes, kind of can sometimes take. But I'm going to start does. doing what Rachel does, and I'm going to stop uh, rating books. I did. I stopped rating books. Don't want to do it anymore. Um, yeah, just give smiley. I just, I yeah, I I had to stop because I first of all I stopped because I felt like rating is so subjective, and I'm like a really a moody person, and so I feel like I could read it in one mood and think it's a five star, and read it in another. Are we mood doing an episode coming star. up? Like. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. So I I had to stop reading. I stopped reading because of the podcast. And then I the more to like I know that I'm gonna like want people to rate my book, but then also like I feel very terrified about that. And so I'm like, I'm just not I'm just not gonna rate it. Well, so, and I feel like it becomes harder for us too because we meet so many authors and we love the books. And so it's like I 
it becomes kind of harder to rank them because like Rachel said like they're subjectives they're subjective but like even with my friends like I just had one of my girlfriends read a book that I Rachel and I both like like couldn't stop talking about and she was like yeah like it was okay and I'm like how what how do you not and I'm like because we're all Mm -hmm. like we all just like take things so differently and like you know, depending on the mood you're in and the day of the week, like whatever's going on in your personal life. So yeah. I just feel like you never know what somebody and books are meant to be enjoyed. Experience that right? they're bringing to a book is, yeah, right. But books are just yeah. meant to be enjoyed, and you know, yeah. like I'm not a romanticy person, so like it's pretty likely that if I read a romanticy, I'd be like, man, like two stars, because I just it's just not my it's not my vibe. <laughs> yeah. But just like Rachel would probably not really be into celebrity memoirs, and I love them. Yeah. But because um, I'm a I did read something the other day. Yeah, yeah. I did read something the other day that was like, um, if you're getting one star reviews, it means that your book is reaching an audience that is not like outside of yep. the you're like, niche and I love I was like oh that is actually a great way of looking at it this is also why and Rachel knows this about me before I read a book I go to the I go to the TikTok and um I type in the book and aesthetic because I want to just like make sure that it's my vibe right like I don't want to be sad I I want it to just be like a I I need to know it's my vibe and yeah um okay I need you to know that reminded me Tara okay so first of all I love the the small town aspect of savor is is great and it's great for many reasons but one of the reasons is because it's a I don't feel like we get a lot of like Pacific Northwest small towns I don't know I thought that was different we get a lot of like western like small towns I don't know so we got this Pacific Northwest small town and I love that and I loved there was like very specific knowledge about canoeing which was very like I did a lot of research about canoeing. I I I could I was like, does she canoe? Like, is this yeah. something that she does? Okay, great. Well, you would never know. So I am like, I we we you're getting a little happy mail from us, and I don't know if it's gotten to you yet or not, but it's coming. And I will tell you that I really tried very hard to design a sticker that incorporated a canoe. <laughs> and no it didn't happen it didn't happen no it don't get excited because it didn't happen I worked you're not getting a canoe sticker I worked very hard to try and make the canoe work within the sticker and it didn't work and I'm really sad about it but anyway Um, that's okay so Tara what is my favorite story what is your favorite trope to write Oh gosh. Well, I mean, if you like at the force proximity of any kind, I like to force people yeah. to find a way to force them together. And that's only that's one bed. What yeah. I, and like, I think that a lot of people, like, especially when they read the blurb for favorite, might think, oh, well, this is going to be fake dating. It's not fake dating. It's not, yeah. um, it, that is not what occurs. It's, it is strangers to friends, to lovers, force proximity, if there's a nod to fake dating in it, um, and that's kind of what end up once for me, it's, I love, I adore when people can, can come up with a story working from the tropes first. I can't, I have to mm-hmm. come up with the care, the characters and the like whole why. Yeah. And then tropes end up being like the small bones of it. The, yeah. the, the, you know, the, the directional kind of, kind of, 
turns. I, I don't, I'm not, um, especially I do when feel it comes like it to, can get, to I feel like it can get hard to, um, like when you're, when you're writing specifically to a trope, it is very, um, like, Con, not confining is not the right word, but like restricting restrictive because like you're trying to fit it yeah. within a certain well even if you're subvert even if you're trying to subvert it in a way, just that mm-hmm. in and of itself, if it doesn't, it can feel unnatural. And so yes. Um yeah. E- yeah. Even if if you're whether you're trying to trying to do it and and or or trying to flip it on its head. Um it has to it has to work in a natural way. So for me, I would say yeah. the overarching trope to write for me is always for is always forced proximity. Always. And um, I love that they're on the same property. And like I just had such a vivid image in my head of like what this looked like, um, of them being on this property together and like going across the meadow to each other and like it was just, it gave me like, uh, like some, uh, Pride and Prejudice vibes. Thank God. That's especially like one of the scenes, especially I'm like, that's exactly what I keep picturing. That is... And I'm trying to describe it in like a, a way that sort of evokes that same feeling. That is um, exactly what I had in my head is I like, they're, that. you're just like, they're coming together and like, ugh. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I needed a moment like, for it. I, I love, <laughs> so good. So I love using what? it as like a, a unit of measurement later on too. Like yes. being like, oh, let's a meadow's distance away. Yes. Like, because yeah. it becomes so important to them, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, is it uh, the Gilmore Girls where they there's like an episode they measure something in like crow pogs? It's like something really random. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's when Logan goes to have dinner. I just rewatched Gilmore Girls. Fresh and okay. Um, I was like, this is very specific. Logan goes to have dinner with Richard and Emily for the first time. It's like, and that's when Laura hates them. Yeah, I this is the first year I haven't been, I couldn't do my rewatch, my annual rewatch. I hadn't either. Um, Um, okay, she has to finish One Tree Hill. She's not allowed to watch anything else until she finishes One Tree Hill. She was giving updates. We had a whole group going. I'm depressed. Um, okay. And then I had to stop and write, and so here I am. And now I might do a Vampire Diaries rewatch. Lila Sage posted on Threads last night, and I we had an argument on Threads about um, oh my God. Team Stefan or Team Damon, and I, I just need you to know she's Diaries. wrong. She's wrong. Well, didn't I, I did, wrong. did I send you the Vampire Diaries? Mm-hmm. Like the, yes, okay, yeah. The, like every episode the of Vampire Whoosh. Diaries. Yeah. I mean, it's truly. I, so I might rewatch that. Listen, I'm sure One Tree Hill is great. One day in my life will be the perfect time for One Tree Hill for me to finish but it. But that like, whoosh thing also gave me Twilight vibes. And it was like vampire whoosh. For sure. For sure. It was so I mean, just vampires. Hold on, Spider okay. Monkey. I know. Like, those. Mm, maybe I'll watch Twilight that. related jokes and savor it too that I like. Could I will also say. Because it's yeah. Pacific Northwest. I, don't, I had the. I had the uh-huh because it's in, they're shut in spoons which yeah, i died not forks washington. not forks washington spoons. well okay really quick i can't I, i'm not like a twilight rewatcher i've seen them no. whatever I but can't. the scene in the first movie where they play baseball in the rain lives like rent free in my brain to the muse oh, yeah. I, like i like i yeah. i will watch that scene like often mm-hmm. 
But Brian plays a song. There's a song, one of the songs from Twilight, and I can't remember what it's called right it's now. Probably a Muse uh, song, because all of probably. The but he he played. He'll Netflix. like play it throughout the house. Oh, yeah. Like I dated like a guy for years who is obsessed with Muse, and I've seen Muse like five times live because of oh my that. God. This and person. I will say Muse is fucking phenomenal live. Like they I'm are. not even that big of a Muse fan, but so good live. Because I don't think every band is good live. Not every band is no. good live. Some bands are no. just better in your ears. But, in your um, head. <laughs> okay, but, uh, Tara. Yes. Okay. Do you, have, do you have more Muse? More Muse things you need? Yeah, to it's a Muse podcast. Now. <laughs> um, no, I was just gonna say uh, advice for aspiring authors. Yes. Oh gosh. Definitely stick to your why, like figuring out what it, why do you want to do this? Because that's the one thing that you can always come back to that can just kind of stay like your touchstone and everything, because there's so much of the industry that um, is out. It, so much of it is out of your control. Some of it, so much mm-hmm. of it is like luck and finding the right audience. Um, so, you know, why are you doing this will always lead you back to, okay, well, I want to write stories that even if your why is like, oh, I want to write stories that, you know, have better representation and, and of people that look like this or love like this. I want like better repres. I want to read about more female main characters who are not so likable. Um, mm-hmm. And I, or I want to write, um, whatever your why is, you, like, if you can keep coming back to that, it, your enjoyment will, will come back to that too. Cause yeah. the rest of it is, is at the end of the day, it's going to be out of your control from an objective standpoint. You can write a beautiful, incredible, funny, sexy, everything book, and it could still not do as well as you wanted it to not do as well. Mm-hmm. It, it, people won't necessarily, you know, connect with it for whatever reason or, or be that crazy about it for whatever reason. Um, so at the end of the day, the only thing you can control is, is coming back to why you want to do this and, and, mm-hmm. and I think that's reminding. And I think that's and that'll make great advice. Better too. Yeah. I think that's great advice for so many things in life. Yeah. Too. yeah. Just, um, I think if you're doing anything like, when people ask about being an influencer and they're like, how do you make money? And I'm like, never go into it for the money because yeah, like, it's just, you have to go into whatever you're doing because you want to do it. And because you love it, you can't go yeah. into it thinking like, I'm going to be the next, you know, I can't think of Elon Hildebrand. Somebody I'm going to be the next Tara DeWitt. Like even, and, and I'm going to be the next there, Rachel oh, Lewis. Tara DeWitt. But there, and there are going to be like, and, and even if you're, when it comes to writing, if your why is like, I want to be rich. Okay. Well then you, that's naturally going to make you really on top of what the trends are. You're, mm. you're probably going to, um, write, you're probably, you're probably not going to want to go into tradition, traditional publishing. That's yeah. Tell you that much. You're probably going to want to say indie, um, or self-published so that you, you know, hold on to every control over dollar. Um, yeah. <clears throat> the if you're not going to worry so much about like you know do you want seeing your books in stores because everybody can order it from amazon it, like there as long yeah. as you can connect with your why it, and it'll go into your stories too it'll go into you know your enjoyment of it um 
And it, that'll carry you through the times where you're like, I hate this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. The last question that we always end with is what's a have to read book that you always tell people about? Oh my God. That's so hard. I, that's I the question I saw that and I was like, shit. All right. Um, okay. So I absolutely, I, I, I've really read a lot more, um, litfic in the last year and i never thought i would be that type of person um but just to mix it up because there's too much romance that i really love and i don't want to like forget anybody yeah um a must read book that i read in this last year that i loved was talking at night um by claire daverly daverly uh loved that i loved lessons in chemistry and remarkably mm-hmm. bright creatures those were two big books from i last loved year lessons that. in chemistry i loved lessons yeah. in chemistry i loved too. it i loved it um i actually really did like the show too the adaptation i haven't I watched it I, want I haven't to. watched it yeah i loved it um okay. remarkably bright creatures was kind of the like gave me similar feelings like it especially how there's some chapters that were told from the dog's perspective in lessons in chemistry. There's chapters that are told from the an octopus's perspective in oh remarkably gosh, bright, bright creatures. And it's just, um, yeah, I, I hold those books really, really close to my, my heart. They, they, they really stick with me. I can summon thoughts and feelings about them at any, any time, yeah. any day. Um, yeah. Other than that, I like, I'm trying to think of something that I read recently that not a lot of people maybe have heard of yet or had on their radar. Um, hmm. I've read a lot of good books that are, that are coming out next year because I got asked to do some blurbs Mm -hmm. and that's really cool. That's a cool author perk, but I'm blanking on, on like, I will come back to this, some, some romance stuff. Um, Hmm. I guess I'll just stick with those then. I'll okay. stick with the the litfic ones that that those are good ones. Really impacted me last year. They made me want to read more of them yes. too. They made me want yeah. to read like it, I love when something expands your your palette a little bit and makes you want yeah. to read more because I always thought I will never like anything or get the same rush from anything unless it's you know open door. Romantic. I'm the same way. And then yeah. I read you with a view. Yeah, and exactly. <laughs> and things change. And I All right. It's time. Change. Um, I have oh, changed. It's time our, for a rapid fire this or that. It's really it's easy. Okay, it's super funny. And I'm going to let Rachel start because I feel like you specifically put this first one in there. <laughs> I did. Okay. You ready? Okay, I just want to say that I really wanted to put uh, forks or spoons. Like, I really wanted that to be the first one, but I didn't. I I withheld. Okay, so the first one instead is uh, (laughs) spoons. Uh, Okay, Carlisle Cullen or Charlie Swan? Charlie. I mean, truly. Is there even a competition there? He is so fucking hot. It's He's so hot. I have a group. I'm not even a facial hair person. No, but, but that must act. Does it for me? It 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 works. It works. Yes. Um, you still haven't added me to Charlie's Angels. Oh my god! <laughs> I was gonna say oh. I like I'm adding. I'm I'm gonna create a a group chat of. I'm just Charlie's. here waiting. We're we keep I'm joking that uh, Ryan and Ellis's book is like Charlie fanfic, but it's not. Um. Okay. Secret tattoo so or pirate earring? I'm sorry. What? <laughs> 
<laughs> I just realized that I basically here. word vomited what my next book is. So anyway, do you continue, like <laughs> which I think people already figured it out anyway, so I'm sure it's fine. But do you need us yeah, to cut that? You said earring or a secret tattoo? Uh, yeah, yes. Let's move Pirate on. earring or a secret tattoo. Yes. <laughs> oh, Are you that's dying? so hard. Are you dying? Oh, that's hard. Okay. I will say secret tattoo. Oh, I freaking love a secret tattoo. I love a secret tattoo. It's like thigh so tats. Thighs. Oh, you got to read funny feelings. Yeah, she really does. Um. Okay, hibernate for the month or lots of nights out with friends. That's hard because I do love my friends and it's so hard to get together with adult women these like when you're all grown yes. up. Um, hibernate though. Oh wow. Okay. All right. All right. So pick your praise, good girl, or look at me. Look at me. Thank you. <laughs> um, we have a running tally going because look at me is mine and good girl I'd rather is have, I'd rather somebody want my attention than mm. um, and like because to me that's like if you value my attention that's oh, the same no. thing I don't like, look at it that way I just want to be called a good girl but not I by just, my husband I want endless so praise I do want endless praise uh, but, same yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so tell people where they can find you. Wait, no, no, no. Oh. We got a review of the week. Sorry, sorry. Oh. Neely, have you ever podcasted before? Do you know oh, what? No. Do we even know what's and happening? My AirPod just fell out. There's a lot happening. Okay, our review of the week. It says, uh, "I love this podcast. All the good smutty book recs, and it's making my TBR continue to grow. Would definitely recommend." Um, and it's from. Somebody on Apple Podcasts put had this app before as their username. So if that is you, DM us and we will send you some happy mail. Um, I I don't know how to verify that that's you, but if it's you, let us know. <laughs> I love that. And now you can whore yourself out, Tara. Where can people find you? Oh gosh, uh, you can find me on. I'm I'm most active on Instagram. I will be kind of. I'm barely active for the next month. But I'm most active on Instagram, um, and my website is, you know, www.teradewitt.com. Only um, two W's. I know. W-W. 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 Why? Yeah, sorry. Um, and But all my information is on there, um, and my uh, Instagram handle is at author Tara DeWitt. There's an H on Tara. <laughs> And uh, very important, very important. Yeah, I saw you post something about how important it is to spell somebody's name right, and I feel that a thousand percent. Listen, Neely does too. If Starbucks yeah. ever spells my name right, just like on their own, I'm like, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. my husband is oh, Brian no, with no, a Y. And so he'll like people will always comment though, like if I put something on like Facebook, which like why am I still on Facebook? I don't know. But like people will comment and be like, Happy birthday, Brian, with an I. And I'm like, I literally tagged him. Like it's got his name yeah. right there. Drives me nuts. Yep. Um, anyway, that was a tangent. No, you're great. <laughs> All right, uh, Neely, where can, can find, people find you? Well, they can find the podcast on Instagram oh, yeah. at Smut Show podcast. Uh, we have yeah. Patreon. We have a Facebook group. We have threads. We're a good time. And yeah. you can find me everywhere at Neelykins, except for TikTok, where I'm Neely Moldavan. If you know, you know. It's a whole thing. Um, whole and thing. you can find me everywhere. 
literally everywhere at Rachel underscore M Lewis. Um, very easy to find. Very easy to find. TikTok Pel- Peloton, TikTok. Yeah, everywhere. You can find me, Rachel oh, underscore yeah. M Lewis. Uh, and Tara, Tara with an H. All right, Tara, thank yes. you Perfect. so much for coming on the podcast. I'm thank so glad that uh, that you made it. You, you, it was something you really wanted, yeah. and now you're here. I will thank you so much. I'll come back anytime. We can just meet Perfect. and talk about, you know, for the talks and, and yeah. yeah. I don't care. Yeah. All the things. Let's. All right. Uh, it, thanks for listening. You guys first episode of 2024. Uh, we are about to record a, pe- a Peloton, a Patreon <laughs> episode. Who, <is> <laughs> Who am I? I don't know. Uh, I asked Brian earlier, sorry, this is a total tangent and then we're going to end. I'm going to, in the recording. But I asked Brian earlier, I was like, who am I? And he, without missing a beat, he goes 24601. And if you understand this joke, it's a very specific lame is Rob joke. <laughs> but without missing a beat, told me as 2461. Okay, anyway, that's all we have for today. Love you guys. Happy New Year. Happy, happy New Year. Bye. Bye.